In Gonzalez v. Continental Casualty Company, 2022, ARC App 501, the Arkansas Court of Appeals reversed a summary judgment order that had favored defendants in a medical negligence claim where the minor child had to be reintubated and a 30-minute period resulted in hypoxic brain injury. The summary judgment motion was based upon failure to prove a genuine issue of material fact of causation. Judge Barrett reasoned summary judgment was improper since plaintiff's experts provided sufficient testimony. Quote, the Supreme Court has held that the burden of proving causation can be met if the evidence presented afforded a reasonable basis for the conclusion that, more likely than not, the action or inaction was a substantial factor in causing an injury. Dr. Bochco testified that, in his expert opinion, surgical intervention earlier would have prevented the outcome in this case. The fact that he opined as to other factors that contributed to the injury does not negate this testimony. Furthermore, while we are aware that an affidavit inconsistent with prior deposition testimony may not be used to establish a question of fact, we do not find Dr. Bojko's affidavit to be in direct conflict with this sworn deposition testimony. Rather, we agree with Gonzalez that the affidavit merely expanded on the causation testimony Dr. Bojko provided in his deposition. As held by this court, Arkansas does not require any specific magic words with respect to expert opinions, and they are to be judged upon the entirety of the opinion, not validated or invalidated on the presence or lack of magic words. See Wackenhut Court v. Jones, 73 ARC App 158. Even in medical malpractice cases, proximate cause may be shown from circumstantial evidence, and such evidence is sufficient to show proximate cause if the facts proved are of such a nature and are so connected and related to each other that the conclusion may be fairly inferred. See Stecker v. First Commercial Trust Company, 331 Art 452. Accordingly, when there is evidence to establish a causal connection between the negligence of the defendant and the damage, it is proper for the case to go to the jury. Pollard v. Union Pacific Railroad Company, 75 ARC App 75. Proximate causation becomes a question of law only if reasonable minds could not differ. On the basis of the testimony and affidavit of Dr. Bochco, this is not a situation in which reasonable minds could not differ. We conclude, therefore, that the evidence presented to the circuit court demonstrated the existence of a material issue of fact regarding causation. Accordingly, we find that the circuit court erred in granting summary judgment to ACH and Continental and reverse and remand this matter for trial. End of quote. As to one of the treating physicians against whom claims were made, quote, Dr. Bochco opined that Dr. Green, as the co-medical director of the Pediatric Intensive Care Unit, or PICU, at ACH, was responsible for implementing a policy addressing the relative duties and responsibilities of surgical attendings whose post-op patients are placed in the PICU and who develop surgical-related post-operative complications. Regarding Dr. Green, Bojko attested that if there had been an appropriate policy addressing the relative duties and responsibilities of surgical attendings, an appropriate attending or fellow would have been immediately available when minor child needed reintubation, and he would not have suffered the hypoxic brain injury. 
In light of both this testimony and the reasons set forth above regarding the alleged negligence of ACH and Continental, we reverse the circuit court's order granting summary judgment in favor of Dr. Green and remand this issue for trial. End of quote. Another issue was whether plaintiff was entitled to certain documentary evidence or whether it was protected by the peer review privilege. The trial court denied plaintiff's motion to compel. The Court of Appeals affirmed on this point, quote, During discovery, Gonzalez made certain requests for production of documents, which ACH objected to on various grounds, including that the documents were protected from disclosure by the privileges set forth in Arkansas Code Annotated Section 29503. In response, Gonzalez moved to compel the production of documents covered by her discovery requests. ACH responded, asserting that the documents were protected from disclosure by the statutory peer review privilege. Regarding the cardiopulmonary arrest record, ACH contends that the document was the backside of a triplicate copy of the arrest record and was created for two purposes, one, for review by ACH's quality assurance committees, and two, to provide de-identified information to the American Heart Association's National Registry of Cardiopulmonary Resuscitation, which is a natural quality improvement initiative that collects resuscitation data from hospitals across the country to create evidence-based guidelines for inpatient CPR. To the contrary, Gonzalez argues that the document is filled out every time a code blue happens at ACH, regardless of whether the event is ultimately presented to a peer review committee. ACH set forth the affidavit of Pam Trevino, the Director of Quality, Patient Safety, and Clinical Risk Management, who attested that the sought-after third page is kept with the cardiopulmonary arrest records, but that the form is used solely for quality improvement. We find that the third page of the cardiopulmonary arrest record falls squarely within the privilege set forth in the statute. Accordingly, the circuit court did not abuse its discretion by finding that the document was privileged pursuant to Arkansas Code Annotated Section 29503. The second issue concerns the safety tracker records. Gonzalez argues that the incident reports, records, and other information generated by the safety tracker program during a serious event, Sentinel event, that occurred while minor child was a patient at ACH are not privileged. ACH cites the safety tracker policy to prove that the records are generated solely for the purpose of quality assurance. The policy states that safety tracker patient event reports are an identification mechanism of the quality improvement and clinical risk and safety departments and are one component of the patient safety program. Even more, the policy specifically states that the patient event reports and follow-up documentation are confidential and privileged information under Arkansas Code Annotated 29501 and 29503 and are not part of the patient's medical record. We conclude that the circuit court did not abuse its discretion when it denied Gonzalez's motion to compel pursuant to Arkansas Code Annotated Section 29503. End of quote. End of decision.